Hello and welcome to the Franchise Growth Pod, a podcast created by the team here at AC Inc. and your resource for all things mindset, franchisee performance, profitability, leadership, marketing, pretty much everything you need to know to get to your next stage of growth. We like to think of this podcast as friends chatting franchising on a rooftop patio over a glass of wine or maybe a whiskey. So if you love action steps, genuine conversations, and growing your business, settle in and let's talk franchise growth. Hello, and welcome back to the Franchise Growth Pod. My name is Belle, Director of Marketing at AC Inc., and we are back with Mr. Brecken Gage. How's it going, Brecken? I'm, I'm doing great, Belle. Thanks so much for having me back. Oh my gosh, of course. Um, we It's actually been so long since we've recorded a whole bunch of podcast episodes. As any podcaster knows, um, batching is such a helpful tool. So we have kind of you know a week at a time where we do so many episodes. And it's been a few weeks and I'm feeling a bit rusty. I feel like I'm going to need to remember how we do this. Well, uh, I suspect it'll come back pretty quick, Belle. I've seen, sure. I've seen you do a few of these. I'm not too worried. I'm, I'm sure it'll be like riding a bike or something. I would um, fall off the bike, so I'm glad it's you. <laughs> um, do you remember being taught to ride a bike? Like, Do you have any strong memories of that? No, I do remember trying to teach my daughters how to ride a bike. Aw, did they yes. learn pretty quick? Were they pretty... No. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was epic. <laughs> epic dad fail. Oh, no. Was yeah. that falling? Oh, yeah, there were falls and tears. We actually ended up using uh, Sandra like this bike camp here in town, and it was amazing. And Great. I've actually within, within, by the end of the first day, they were ride bikes fine. I've actually seen that bike camp because so Brecken, um, one of our amazing um, franchise growth advisors, if anyone has is new to the podcast and is listening, um, Brecken and I used to live um, in the same place in the same city, and uh, I've seen that exact bike camp that you're talking about, and it looks phenomenal. Like I'm so impressed. And yeah, the they, they, they run so a, good. They run a good operation. It was, I should have seen like they came back after day one riding their bikes. And I'm like, I am the worst dad ever. <laughs> it was so oh, funny. Everyone has different learning styles. My wife and I just about died laughing. It was so funny. Well, I remember, um, so I am one of six girls. So there, I have five sisters. And I remember we used to live in a house when I was little kid that had a really long driveway that was like just at like a hill, like it was just a oh, wow. hill. And so that was of course what we had to like, and we didn't lived on kind of a busier road, like around the corner. And so we couldn't really like learn to ride on the road. So we ended up learning to ride on this gravel hill. And when we talk about wipeouts and having some intense experiences, and then of course, all the younger siblings are wanting to learn as well. And so we're trying to like figure that out because they're definitely like can't actually ride yet. It was pretty funny, but I have very strong memories of that hill and just like gravel. Like when you fall on gravel, it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> oh, it just kind of shreds you a bit. And it, yeah, it, I know. Um, that's no fun. That's the. Yeah. Uh, it's good that you got over it, though. That's good. <laughs> you're pretty fast, though, because you're wanting to avoid falling <laughs> like, yes. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so funny. Yeah. Um, I miss having a bike around here. Do you guys? Um, I know you run a lot and like are outside a lot, um, obviously around the lake and stuff, but do you guys bike as a family or anything? Not much, no. Honestly, uh, my wife doesn't mind it, and the kids don't mind it. But I, I hate to admit it, but I am I'm on my Peloton bike quite a bit. Oh, I mean that's fine. I yeah. I don't mind that. Um, I miss my bike. I used to have one, and um, we tried to rebuild it, and it did not get fully rebuilt before we moved. So we did not oh. take it with us. Um, and I do miss it. I'm excited to get back into it. I feel like there's lots of paths around here. 
Um, anyways, I do not have a great segue. We're talking about biking. Um, we are going to be talking about franchise field coaching today, which I'm so excited. I'm excited to get into with you here, Brecken. So this episode is um, for anyone who's maybe been seeing a bunch of the AC content um, or has been kind of hearing and maybe events and stuff. We have a bunch of really exciting workshops coming up at some really awesome um, franchise industry events. So if you're coming from there, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Um, but this episode is really just focusing, I'm going to ask you a few questions, Brecken, about um, really the premise of what is a field coach? Like, what do they do? If you have someone already in that role, you know, how can you kind of tell if they're filling that effectively? Are they covering all the things that kind of we think of as being an effective um, uh, support in that role? So I, I want to like start off, though, with maybe setting the stage on franchisee support in general. Mm -hmm. I think that's what probably people are hearing a lot about is, you know, the more modern ways of supporting franchisees for success. Franchisees are, of course, um, like happy, successful, profitable franchisees are, of course, you know, the the kind of key to, to system growth over time. Um, so when we're talking about support, that covers a lot of things. So maybe I'll let you kind of set the stage with what that covers um, before we dive into what that role really is within that um, structure. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great place to start, actually. So I would say there. There are two main categories, I would say, when it comes to support. One is what we would call your operational support, you know, training, initial training, onboarding. Um, maybe you have a ticketing system. Basically, when they call in and need help, yeah, what do I do? Things like ops manuals, um, anything that helps them operate their business. Yeah. Right? And, and that traditionally has been in franchising forever, right? Like that is kind of... Um, the, the baseline and it is absolutely a requirement. You got to train your franchisees how to run the business operationally and that and then support them and help them get better within those things. Sure. So that's kind of category one. The second one and what we're seeing um, certainly a big growth in this area and this is obviously where AC Inc kind of specializes mm -hmm. is what we call proactive support. And what we're trying to do with proactive support typically is is help franchisees better understand the actual like the business side of running a franchise. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're, you're talking about things like strategic growth coaching, metrics and KPIs, how do you read their P&Ls, mm. staffing and leadership training, those kinds of things, how to build a, a team. And that is called proactive support. And what you're really doing is helping the franchisee improve their ability as a business owner, not just how to operate the business. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so it makes sense that obviously you'd have the the more reactive or the operational one in place first, because yes. that's like as you're getting started as a business. But then as we and we definitely see it happen a lot at around 25, 30, 35 units. Um, that's where a lot of the time people start going, hmm, we're we're seeing a need for um, you know, someone to actually come in and do more of this proactive approach. So actually helping owners um, set long-term goals, figure out how they're going to get there. Right. Um, and then also that helps them, you know, exit better and stuff. I'm imagining it would also help with things like, you know, satisfaction with the, the company and, and all of that kind of stuff, like validation and all those other things. <clears throat> um, so that does make sense. The two types of support. So I guess the question that we do often hear and, and might be just something to clarify is like, the role that does that proactive support, mm. field coach is what we call it. Maybe actually you want to start with why do we call it the field coach? Because I know we've had a few people kind of bring that up and like, does it always have to be called that? Like what? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there are lots of different names we see out there. You know, we see uh, uh, 
compliance manager, we see area managers, we see operational manager, we see, you know, a lot of it for some reason uses the term manager. And, And honestly, I think from a franchisee perspective, that is usually a bit of a backhanded support compliment or whatever you want to term it. They don't like being managed, right? And understandably, they, they're running their own business. So one of the reasons we do like coaching is it is coaching. Mm. Um, you know, one of the, we, we talk about all the time at AC Inc., like our job is to help guide franchisees as franchisors. Um, but we're, we're basically teaching them to fish. We're not giving them a fish. Yeah. We want to teach them. That. And so a lot of that is coaching, right? Helping them develop their own skill sets, whether it is, you know, strategic growth coaching, goal setting, what have you, but you got to be coaching and it is in the field. You are out there with them, right? You are not, you know, doing it from corporate office and have no idea what's going on. Like your field coach should know what it's like to be in the field. coach. Yeah. Field it's like more integrated, I guess, with your franchisees as opposed to, and just to be clear, just to clarify too, um, it often is done virtually. Um, it is. I think, but, but you've been in the field typically and you understand what it's like to be in the field. Yeah. Just like they have some experience, hopefully, of running a business or being a franchisee or um, in coaching or whatever. Like there's a variety of ways they could have got that. But yeah, they have yeah, in the yeah. field in some way, shape or form. Yes, totally. So you're coming at it with that perspective. So yeah. one thing I was going to say, and so Angela and I actually had a really interesting chat a couple of weeks ago about that mm-hmm. and kind of what we call that role. And so she was, you know, getting even deeper into, of course, why we call it the field coach, which you did awesome explaining there. And I think that covers... I think that covers the kind of overall term for it. Um, but we often see uh, people and yeah, using manager is always a bit of a, a tricky one because if I invest yeah. in business and become my own business owner as a franchisee, I don't want to manage. That's not, you know, what I'm here for. Um, no. But getting a business coach, like being provided with a business coach to strategically help you is so different. We often have, have actually seen success coach or franchisee business coach or um, growth coach growth coach. Oh yeah. I loved that one. Yeah. Angela mentioned that one too. So those are definitely some great ones in terms of what we call it for in your system, but that a a field coach and all of those other terms, those are actually the same thing. It's all the same. It's just that people either call them something else. We really do not recommend manager in any way, shape or auditor clients or any of those words. Let's stay away. Um, And really thinking about how we can provide like the most value to franchisees. And I think framing it in that way helps so much. And coach, people understand the term coach, whether they played sports or anything, they understand like Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan yeah. and LeBron James and Wayne Gretzky all had coaches. Yeah. And still, right? even the and best still, coaches still like, yeah, right? like we all have coaches. I still have a coach. I mean, we all still uh, it's and I am a coach like it's there's yeah. always people who can give you a different perspective. Totally. Um, and, and coaching with adults, it's obviously different than children, Obviously, um, but it is it's helping act as a second pair of eyes and, and giving perspective and asking questions. And it, it's not telling. Totally. And being a sounding board and all yes. those awesome things. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. So, okay. So we've talked a little about kind of what this role is called, um, the different types of support and where they fit into that. So they fit into that progressive mm-hmm. space. Um, and then, you know, it can be called a bunch of different things. We like to kind of use more coach growth, success, um, support, all those things as opposed to, yes. Um, manager compliance, all those things. Um, I want to get into kind of 
what they do or what their role is within the system. Because I think that's where some people even might have people on their home office team doing some of these mm-hmm. tasks. So I think getting into your head kind of what they do will really help you understand who on your team is maybe taking that on currently. Is there someone else that could be supporting? Is there, you know, is there a need to bring in someone completely new? Um, so maybe you want to go through and you help, you know, a fractional field coach for lots of brands. So you actually are a field coach for lots of yeah. um, we work with and you also um um uh jen on our team helps people like hire coaches so we we really integrate it into that coach um either getting new ones on board or doing it ourselves um so we have definitely that background to back this up for sure yeah it, it is you know what does a coach do gosh what we typically see is you know as franchise systems grow and, and they are providing you know the operational support is as they get up to that 20 to 30 piece range yeah. they start realizing that a, oh my gosh, we're always putting out fires. Mm. Um, is this scalable as we grow into the 50, 60, 100 units piece? How can we get our franchisees to be more self-sufficient, right? And that is exactly what a proactive coach does. So your coach comes in and we start teaching things like goal setting and strategic growth coaching. And what we, when, we, when we talk about strategic growth coaching, what we're really saying is we figure out how to set goals and then where do we want to go? Like, what is the franchisee's vision? How to analyze where they are now. So your, your franchisee coach should be doing things like SWOT analysis and KPI analysis and staffing evaluation, helping with staff, teaching these things, I should say, as opposed to doing them. We figure out where the franchisee is, where they want to go, and then you map out how to get there. And you reverse engineer and you do all these, you know, chunk it down into baby steps. Um, and I know that's been spoken about on other podcasts here, but really what your, your coach is doing is teaching the franchisees um, how to become better business people yeah. and, and develop their own skills, whether it's leadership, staffing, um, how to build, you know, a proper, a, a strong culture within their business, yeah. but also how to look at their numbers, how to analyze a PL, how to look at metrics and dashboards and all those things. And so your, your coach from, from the franchisor's perspective needs to have, you know, these really strong people skills, mm-hmm. really good listening skills, be very analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not everybody has that already within their existing team. And yeah. so what, you know, cause it is about relationships and building and understanding that you are there to support the franchisee, not tell them what to do. Mm. And so again, I think a lot of franchisors struggle with finding that person within their existing team. Yeah. And often it is an outside person that has to come in and you just got to teach them how to run, you know, the operational side, but they can learn that. But yeah. if, if they don't have the people skills and the ability to, read people and see how they're feeling and helping them with even mindset. I mean, that is such a big piece. Like it's, it is constantly evolving though. You have to be able to adapt to your franchisees. And so it is hard for franchisors to look at their team and identify who on our team is going to be able to handle that. All those components. Yeah. For everybody. So many good points were just made, Brecken. And I, I was trying to kind of keep in mind two things came up, maybe three, we'll see when you were talking that I think, um, I'm just trying to think, you know, what other questions might be coming up as someone's mm. thinking about, okay, who is doing this in my system right now? And I would say who is meeting with your franchisees or who is interacting regularly with your franchisees to work on things like 
goals, um, understanding metrics, understanding their numbers, who is doing that role is probably going to be a good place to start of looking at kind of who might, without even knowing it, be kind of doing some of those tasks. And then that's a great spot to start analyzing, is that person the right person to be doing this? Or are tons of people doing this and we don't actually have a strategy in place for how they're doing it, right? Like I know I talk to marketers on teams all the time and oftentimes um, home office marketing teams will end up doing things like looking at goals and, uh, and helping with metrics and stuff without even necessarily meaning to because they are just helping with things like ad spend and, you know, tracking orders and all right. that. Right. So I think who is meeting regularly with your franchisees or who is helping with some of the tasks that Brecken just mentioned, it's probably a good place to start of thinking, okay, are there people already doing this task? Is are they really the right person to be doing that? Do we need to be looking at doing this a different way? So I, I think that's a really good spot to start there. So I wanted to mention that because that mm -hmm. I, I really liked what you said about that piece. Um, the only other thing I was gonna say, um, so I guess it's just two. <laughs> um, only other thing was the um the, the value of the people skills and the not telling, but instead like teaching or training um, or educating or supporting. Um, I think one thing to keep in mind is also the power of someone doing that and connecting because let's be real. A lot of times franchisors struggle with the compliance piece, right? So if a franchisee um, has their own goals and their own vision, that's awesome. We want that. We want a franchisee to have their own vision for their business growth, their business trajectory um, in terms of, you know, how much money they want to make and all these kinds of, it's great, right? What it's going to connect with to their own life. Do they want to go on holidays? Do they want to exit successfully in 10 years? Whatever that looks like for them, right? We want them to have their own individual goals for that. But if a franchisee is not being compliant and the coach is just supporting them and not, you know, bringing them back to the to the focus um, of like following certain systems or operations or whatever, I think something you mentioned is, that is worth highlighting is the the power of the coaching instead of the telling is that you actually can help create more of an understanding that following some of these systems or maybe you know they're popping random logos places or something like that, but coaches can kind of help connect why some of those actions are hurting the business or aren't helping them achieve the goals they're going after. And that is going to get you the, the result you're looking for without just doing the same thing over and over. So just telling your franchisee to do it. <laughs> and instead it's like the connecting of what they want and then what home office team want and what ultimately everyone wants because everyone using the brand guide properly or you know following <laughs> the right ops procedures and stuff, it's gonna help the whole business. But I think that piece of the, the coaching versus telling is really, really important because from a franchisor perspective, that'll also help understand like why having the right person in that role has such an incredible impact, right? Is it's not doing the same thing. It's actually taking a different approach to get the, the desired result. Yeah, you, you make a really good point there, Bill. I mean, one of the things we, we often hear too is that the franchisees after a while, like it, it's almost like kids, they just tune out mom and dad. They just stop listening to the franchisors because it's mom and dad and they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, it, it's, it's almost similar to that kind of mm. situation sometimes. Whereas if your coach is coming in and, and, and we're talking compliance, whether it's ads and you're like, OK, let's talk about this. I, I'm interested. I understand like you think your ads great. and That's amazing. OK, let's talk about what happens if everybody starts posting their own ads. Mm. How will that impact the brand? And we're just asking questions. Yeah. Right. But then they can start answering. They're like. Oh, oh, that. So if Jimmy down the road starts posting his own ads, they're not going to look like mine, are they? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. What if we now have 30 different kinds of ads out there? How is that going to impact the branding that we're trying to build? Mm -hmm. Oh dear. Right. And so you're helping them come to their own realizations. 
Um, and even then you can say, look, your ad's great. Let me take it back to creative and let marketing and let's see if there's anything that we can add into our current branding. Like there's, again, there's ways to direct that conversation and also the relationship piece. Like if you have established a relationship with them as the coach and that you are there to support them and they understand you are in their corner, when it's time to have a tough conversation and you got to put on your coaching hat and say, look, you know, Jimmy or Sally or whoever. And I always use those names. I don't know. You why. do. You're like an old math textbook. <laughs> like Jim, Jimmy, and I'm sure Jimmy's awesome, you know, but Jimmy, I, I got to tell you something. And I got to, I'm going to tell you with respect and with kindness, but I am concerned and here's why. Yeah. Right. And now you, you're able to have that conversation and it goes over so much better than someone just saying, Jimmy, you're not being compliant. Change your ads. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so true. Yeah, it's taking a different approach to get the the you know the goal outcome, and it is so powerful when it's put in place effectively, and you have that trust building, the relationship building, and then um, actually one other thing maybe I will mention is the uh, the franchisee aspect. I think a lot of people think, okay, perfect, I have you know a a past franchisee or maybe an existing franchisee who could do this and who could do this really well, and I know. If that has been done, you know, a couple times where a franchisee will kind of mentor or coach other franchisees. But I feel like when we hear a lot of times, you know, people around 20 units go, well, I have, you know, a franchisee who would be amazing at this. But then, and this is again, where it goes back to what is this role really trying to do? You know, what are the, the things they need to be taking on? The, it's a balance. They, they shouldn't actually be just team franchisee either because they might go, yeah, just do that. Like that it's working for you, right? You don't want that. You actually do want this more like, Again, you talked about it so well earlier about the, the outside perspective, right? This this third perspective that's looking at a whole, looking at the whole brand, the whole system, everyone's success, but still has a very close relationship and cares deeply about the success of the franchisee. So it's almost like you need this balanced perspective. And that can be tough when you, you know, a, a system just goes, oh, well, I have a franchisee who could just do it for everyone else. And we'll add, you know, and that can get, I feel like, messy. Maybe it can be done well. It, it can. It can work really well. I mean, I'm a ex-franchisee twice over. So uh, I like to think I was, a, I'm a decent coach, um, but, but and, and even, you know, there are mentoring programs within it, but it is. Yeah. If, and also if they're still operating their own franchise, that's, that's more what I meant to be clear. It, it can get clunky and they may not have all the business skills that they need to be to teach as well, or they, they may be great operation, but they don't understand the proactive piece. Right. So it is, it can be beneficial for sure, but there, it can get a bit murkier. I would say. Yeah. And just to be clear, I, I meant when they are still working um, with it, like still yeah. a franchisee existing. And yeah. Yeah, I think mentorship is different than the coaching in that way as well, because I know a lot of group mentorship has been incredibly successful yes. um, within systems with existing franchisees. I was more meaning an existing one and then being like, and you can also be hired by corporate. And I, I do think that can be an like often it blurs the lines a bit. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's so interesting because obviously it's the same thing we talk about a lot is it's very situational, but it is one of the, those things we kind of caution against or, or really analyze to make sure that it's going to work effectively. Yeah. My last part, I didn't become, you know, one of the coaches until I'd sold. Uh, and then once I'd sold, I was brought back in to work yeah. with him as, as the coach. Yeah. Point. And I think that's a very different yeah perspective to have for sure. Um, this has been such, I wish we could just keep talking about this topic forever, Brecken. I feel like we have so much to say, but we'll have to do another episode, of course. Sounds good to me, um, though. 
This has been so awesome. I just want to say that if anyone is interested in learning more about implementing field coaching or even getting someone like Reckon on our team to step in um, and kind of help do some field coaching um, in the interim um, while you're working on um, hiring and training the right person, uh, come talk to us. We This is literally our expertise, our, our specialty, um, and we absolutely adore helping brands get this in place, especially early. Um, helps so, so much with the growth and the scaling um, and just making sure it's done effectively um, initially. So um, you can get all the information, AngelaCote.com um, slash contact, and you can actually just fill in the form and directly connect with um, our team get uh, and, and learn all the details that way. So um, thanks again, Reckon, for, for being on the pod. And, uh, thanks for having me, though.